This is On The Radar, coming at you episode 190, and as always, this is Radar, talking about local and national sports and pop culture. Let's get to the news. Rest in peace to Denny Crum, the longtime college basketball coach who won two NCAA division titles, four final, six final fours, three MVC regular seasons, 12 Metro regular seasons, 11 Metro tournaments, won coach of the year twice from the Sporting News and the MVC, and the fourth time of the year for Metro coach and the CUSA coach of the year. He's both in the college basketball and the professional basketball hall of fame, and I won a gold medal and a silver medal as a head coach, and he was at UCLA for all those years, and then Louisville at the end, having a 696 career win record. And in his own playing career, he also played a little bit at UCLA. He passed away, Denny Crum, at the age of 86. Rest in peace to Joe Cap, the former quarterback, passed away at 85, formerly of Washington, the Vikings, and Patriots, and a few other teams. Then went on to become a coach, and then was an, also a administrator, but he'll known for being being an NFL champion in 1969 with the Vikings where he won a Pro Bowl. Then he went over to Canada, won a Great Cup champion, the Jeff Nicklin Memorial Trophy, two-time CFL star, two-time CFL West All-Star. They retired his number there and won the Memorial Trophy. He has multiple touchdown passes in a game, seven, which has been tied and was a coach for one Pac-10 Coach of the Year. He's in the college football and the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Rest in peace to Joe Cap. Rest in peace to Pima Tetson, the Tibetan film director and screenwriter who was a member of the Chinese, a China Film Director's Guide, passed away at age of 53. Rest in peace to Nick Gilbert, the son of the owner of the Cavaliers, Dan Gilbert. He passed away at age 26. He died due to complications of nerbophimosis. One said that he lived longer than they all thought he was going to live. Rest in peace to him if you remember. He wore the bow tie and the glasses when the Cavaliers had lottery picks and he would sit in for them. Rest in peace to him. And rest in peace to Kevin Morrison, who was a coach for the UW Huskies. He passed away after his battle with cancer. Rest in peace to him. Excuse me, with Alzheimer's. Rest in peace to Bill Saluga, the American comedian and founding member of the Inv- Provisional comedy troupe called Ace Trucking Company. He also appeared on several episodes of Seinfeld as well. He's best known for cigar smoking, zoot suit wearing television character Raymond J. Johnson. You can call me Ray, you can call me Jay, you can call me. All this other stuff. He passed away at the age of 85. He also said he appeared in episodes of The King of the Hill as well and The Simpsons, besides from being in episodes of Seinfeld. Red Fox Show, Tom Jones and Laughing, the Davis Steinberg Show, and The Gong Show as well. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to baseball pitcher Vita Blue. Passed away to 73. The former A Giant Royal pitch was a six-time All-Star, three-time World Series championship, all three straight years with that Oakland A's team that had Richie Jackson. AL MVP in 71, which he won the Cy Young and led the league in ERA. Pitched a no-hitter in 1970. Pitched a combined no-hitter in 75. Is in both the A's and the Giants Hall of Fame. He finished with 209 wins and a 327 ERA with over 2,100 strikeouts. A lot of people said if you know, drugs and alcohol didn't happen to him. He probably could have been a Hall of Famer. He just, you know, just said that a lot of it just made his career not as good as he thought it was as he was testified in the Pittsburgh drug tiles as well in 1985. So, yeah, not the career that he always wanted, but he passed away from cancer. Rest in peace to A's legend Vita Blue. Rest in peace to Lance Blanks, the former basketball player who played for the Pistons Timberwolves. 
spent seven seasons in Europe and worked as general man of the Suns from 2010 to 2013. Passed away at the age of 56. Rest in peace to him. And now a little more happier news. Happy trails to former catcher Grayson Griner. 30-year-old catcher. Played for the Tigers and the Diamondbacks. Decided to announce his retirement. Decided this year after playing with the Rockies that he decided it wasn't enough. They wanted to continue playing. And being a backup catcher, that's why he finished with only nine career home runs. Happy trails to the former Dark Knight, Matt Harvey. Former Mets pitcher who that was at the height of his success when he was a top pitcher winning the all, being an all-star and then coming back and being a comeback player of the year. He also played for the Reds, Angels, Royals, and Orioles and got to play for Team Italy this time around in the World Baseball Classic. But with a lot of baseball players, Tommy John surgery and thoracic outlet surgery and a stress fracture in his scapula. All these injuries accumulated all over the period of time, him being one of the most dominating pitchers to just falling off the face of the earth. And then not working out with teams is why he bounced around the last couple of seasons. And at least he got to end up his career pitching for Team Italy, which is cool. Didn't get to watch the games, but he finished with All-Star in the minor leagues. Futures game, Florida State League All-Star, Pitcher of the Week, International League Mid-All-Star season, Player of the Week, Player of the Month as well. So happy trails to Matt Harvey, who finished with a 50-66 and 66 career record, a 4.42 ERA. And 867 strikeouts. He has retired at the age of 34. Happy trails to another catcher, Robin Chirinos, who is 38, so it makes sense. The longtime catcher with Tampa, Texas, Houston, the Mets, Cubs, and the Orioles. Finished with a 226 lifetime average, 95 homers, and 306 RBI. He makes sense to retire at the age of 38, but he was considered a good backup catcher with a lot of these teams. He even played for Venezuela for the World Baseball Classic and was... In the Japanese All-Star Series in 2018 for the Major League Baseball, happy trails to Robinson Chirinos. The Rays are the first team to win 26 of the 32 games since the 1947 Tigers. And interesting, Zach Eflin had to remove his rubber wedding band because they said it was supposedly illegal for him with us, all this weird substance things during the game. And this first time ever, the second round of the NBA playoffs has had one of every seed. The Nuggets being a one seed, the Celtics being a two seed, the Sixers being a three, Suns four, Knicks a fifth seed, Golden State being a sixth, LeBron and the Lakers being a seventh seed, and Miami being the eighth seed. And Luka Dodgers will pay for funeral services and grief counseling for students and staff after the mass shooting that killed eight children and security guard in Serbia, giving back to his community. The Rays are 18 at two at home for the first 20 games. Interesting record there. And the Rays also introduced in Section 141 at the Trop. is now officially called the Randy Land. If Randy Homer, fan in section, get a free beer. And, of course, on the first day, everyone got beers. That will be interesting to try out when I go to Tampa Bay. Alabama baseball coach has been fired due to supposedly gambling when they played at a game at Great American Ballpark. First instance of a manager being fired. It's a lot of different than Pete Rose being banned from baseball. But it's interesting that they fired a, man, a manager of a college team for supposedly gambling. Rangers have scored 222 runs in their first 33 games. Good for the most runs that they, the team has scored through 33 games since 2000. And Brandon Roy will represent the Portland Chillbaters at the 2023 draft lottery, which is good because he's a legendary player for the, the Blazers. 
An interesting football story. Former Bills punter Matt Azaria was not present when alleged rape gang rig happened of a minor in October 21, which is why the Bills, you know, cut him. Testimonies included in the evidence left the San Diego District Attorney to not press charges against him. Reportedly, they said he left at 12.30 and was not even at the party when the alleged gang rig happened at 1.30. He was not visible in any of the videos from the house during that time. The Bills did release him two days after the lawsuit was filed and all this other stuff. He has remained out of the NFL despite prosecutors announcing this last year on December 7th that they weren't going to press any criminal charges against him. So I wonder if this guy's ever going to get a chance to be the football player that he wanted to be after all this accusation. While Jokic is the first player in NBA history to average a 40-point triple-double and 60% shooting over a two-game span. It's the first time ever for that, but of course, obviously they lost. FBI raids home of former Deadspins editor Tim Burke. They can seize his computer and his video devices. They they are uh, trying to get all the stuff. He's a video editor for Deadspin, and they long been known for his array of video equipment ability to post clips on social media quickly. He was recently in the Manti Teo given, you know, documentary as well. Yeah, so several agents removed seeing all the items out of his house, and that the court authorized that it was being done. Still not figured out why they wanted to see this home, but that's interesting that that happened to him. Now, football news. There's going to be a Jerry Jones documentary coming and a 30 for 30 on Reggie White at ESPN. And Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are going to do, be in the golf match First, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. They also announced they're no longer going to be doing indoor drafts after the success of this year's Kansas City draft outside, so they're only going to be outdoor drafts going forward. Rocky Sin is signed with Baltimore. Tyler Wood signed with the Jets. Shane Zimi signed with the Giants. Trevor Simeon is now going to be a backup in Cincinnati. And Colby Goss has gone to the Browns. Eric Thomas is going to Texas. Brandon Allen is going to be a backup with the 49ers. And Randall Cobb has joined his buddy Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. Mike Vabrell is going to be elected into the Patriots Hall of Fame, which makes sense. He's one of the better receivers ever had. Donovan Smith is going to Kansas City. Roddy McLeod is going to Cleveland. And this Neville Hewitt's going to Texas. Penny Hart's going to Atlanta. John Reed is going to Kansas City. And Darius Philippine's going to Texas. Dan Arnold, the tight end, is going to Philadelphia to be a backup there. And uh, Dexter Lawrence signed a four-year $90 million session with the Giants. John locking up one of their better defensive players. Jermaine Carlton's going to the Texans. Brett Ripken is going to be a backup with the Rams. Greg Hiddle's going to be is going to the Texas. It's going to the Texans. Nick Foles was officially cut by the Colts, so they're now paying for him and Matt Ryan, which is stupid. Steve Carlson is a tight end's going to the Bears. Chase Rollinger was also cut. Roquan Smith and DeAndre Swift are bound announced they're both going to wear number zero, which is interesting to see a defensive player and a running back wear zero. Cameron Keyline is going to the Bills. Kareem Jackson's resigning with Denver. Marlon Davidson. Troy Fumas is going to 49ers. Trey Flowers is going to Atlanta. That's an interesting move. Cam Everett's going to Carolina. Anthony Robinson is now the new Texans assistant GM. Taylor Croft, the tight end, is going to Miami. John Wolford's going to be one of the backup quarterbacks in Tampa Bay. Sebastian Gutierrez is going to Kansas City. And this Joseph Hayes and this is going to the Patriots. And Andre Kashi is going to the Cardinals. And this Drew Wayne Free is going to the Colts. Basketball. News. 
There will be a coaching challenge in the WNBA. That's something that the NBA has done for a few seasons now, so the WNBA will get an opportunity to do that. While Katie Douglas was announced, she's going into the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, relations to her. And uh, interesting basketball news, the Bucks have fired coach Mike Budenholzer after a first-round loss. You really can't blame him for the injury to Giannis and the aging of both Middleton and Lopez on this team. But again, Milwaukee fired Jason Kidd. So anything is possible that the Bucks can coach. Now the question will be who will be Giannis' new coach going forward because you have to figure out does Giannis even want to stay there long term because he could say, hey, I won the championship. Well, sayonara. I could be like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar back when he was Lulal Cinder and say to the Bucks, goodbye. I do not need to uh, be here anymore. I want a championship. I want to go elsewhere. So because of that, that will be the interesting thing. What's going to go on with Giannis, what they're going to do with Middleton and all the other players. Who will be the new coach there? LeBron James, though, has the fifth most rebounds in playoff history. Trey Young announced he's going to have a podcast. Just another latest NBA player to have a podcast. ESPN announced the NBA postgame and pregame halftime show will not be in the actual basketball arenas. They'll be doing it remotely, which, again, pretty stupid. Marcus Smart has won the Hustle Heart Award, which he's won multiple times. The weekend is announced as the next new famous person who wants to be a bid on the Ottawa Senators. While the Rangers fired Gerard Gallant and Daryl Sutter was fired by the Calgary Flames. Blackhawks won the number one overall pick in the draft. Congratulations to them. Grant Wall posthumously was elected in the Soccer Hall of Fame. Marnie Geller, the reporter, now she's cancer-free. Congratulations to her. And... Script Sports has won the rights to the media rights for the Vegas Golden Knights after winning it for the WNBA, so that's interesting there. The all-defensive first and second teams were announced. Jer- Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez, which make a lot of sense. Evan Mobley and Jaron Jackson. And my guy, Alex Cruz, are the both. It's interesting, though, that Brooke Lopez is center and Jaron Jackson and Evan Mobley are power forwards, but the both of them are like seven feet tall. That they're front court players. They went with three big men. There was no wing player. Second team is Bam Adebayo. Draymond Green, which makes sense because those are really good defensive players. The, the marginalized Dylan Brooks, who no one wants to be around, he won it because that's when he brings defense. OG on a newbie because the dude kept getting a lot of steals this year. And Derek White made it even though it was a backup. That's what I'm interested in. you got a guy coming off the bench, won all defensive player of the year. That's interesting. While rookies, they announced the first team of Paul Benchero, which makes sense. Walker Kessler came out of nowhere. Benedict Muthen was great. Keegan Murray was great. So was Jalen Williams. The second team had Jalen Duran, which makes sense, and Jaden Ivey of the Pistons. The Rockets got Jabari Smith Jr. and Tyree Eason. And the San Antonio Spurs got the Jeremy Shokin, so that makes sense. Now, let's get to some baseball news. Trevor Bauer has officially dropped his lawsuit for his testament because he realized he's not going to win there. Unfortunately, Robbie Way, Luis Garcia, and Jose Cajulia, three pitchers in this league, one for the Mariners, one for the Angels, and one for the Astros, all had Tommy John surgery, and they're going to be out for the year. So is Wilkin Rodriguez, the minor league player. Clayton Kershaw and Garrett Cole won Players of the Month. I mean, Pitchers of the Month. Well, the Felix Batista and Josh Hader won Reliever of the Month. And Josh Jung and James Outman won Rookie of the Month. That's something they're keeping track. The Cubs officially called up Matt Mervis, and I make that official big deal because he's a Jewish baseball player, and he played for Team Israel this year. Plus, it's a local story, so that is cool. Bad news for former White Sox pitcher Carlos Rodon is having back issues that are creeping up on him, and he's yet to single pitch thrown for the Yankees this year. The Yankees knew what they got. The dude was surprisingly healthy during the pandemic scene with the White Sox, and then when the Giants signed him after he spent a couple healthy years with the White Sox, they got two years out of him. And the Yankees decided, nah, we don't care. We got all the money in the world. We'll pay him all this money. 
They're literally a walking mass unit, the Yankees, with all the pitchers they have under contract. Cardinals announced that even though they signed Wills Contreras to a five-year deal to replace Johnny Molina, catcher, they're going to move him off catcher because right now the Cardinals are in last place. Their pitching's been bad, so they think it has to do with the catching. And interesting that the, all the Cubs fans were sad that they traded away. I mean, they let Wilson Contreras leave in free agency, let alone let him go to the Cardinals, the team that, you know, that there's their division rivals. So that is interesting that they're like, oh, great. But now it may not look as stupid because the Cubs people, if you were fans or watched baseball, you know that Wilson Contreras has never been considered a good defensive catcher. So it actually, no surprise, there's an issue. But that's a lot of money to pay for a part-time outfielder slash DH. So we'll see where that happens. Eloy Jimenez of the White Sox has a penix removed, so he's going to be out for a couple of weeks to a month. You can't blame him and say he's always injury-prone because literally having your penix come out has nothing to do with you jumping over a wall or doing this and doing something dumb another way that Eloy's been injured. That's just like something that's just like random. And this is, as I mentioned, the first time ever that in the month of May that both the New York Yankees and the Cardinals are in last place. The A's suspended this Kuiper announcer for racial slurs. And Willie Adamas is 100 career home runs relations to him. The Dodgers and the Padres are going to play in South Korea next year, while the Mets are going to play the Phillies in London. After the White Sox DFA Jake Diekman, the veteran reliever is now in Tampa Bay. And after opting out of the minor deal with the Giants, the Mets had picked up Gary Sanchez in a minor league deal. And uh, there's going to be this like pitch series for Kyle Larson on Fox for NASCAR series. And ESPN laid it off John Dahl as well when it comes to more industry news there and the Giants said when they went to Mexico they had an issue with their ball movements and all this stuff with bathroom that it may have been the water they're not sure but they literally had a problem with all the with their ball movements and having all this diarrhea so all this stuff where they had the issue where they said extreme internal discomfort and stomach issues but yeah so that's interesting that they had to deal with that And other sports news, Otani now passed Babe Ruth on the all-time strikeout list for players who have hit 100 career home runs. Mookie Betts, though, has been warned that there's a haunted hotel in Milwaukee called the Pfizer. And even though he doesn't believe in ghosts, he said just in case he's going to rent an Airbnb for some of his friends so just to make sure he is not on the wrong end of that. And with the Blackhawks getting number one overall pick, they announced that they made $5.2 million in ticket revenue, ticket revenue in less than a day after the team won the number one overall pick for this Connor Bedard. And Shaq's lawyer said the plaintiffs who have been trying to get him in the FTX lawsuit threw legal papers at his car because we reported that earlier, they're hard time serving him. They also announced the Jets will host the Dolphins in the first ever Black Friday game, while the Giants will play the Eagles on Christmas Day, and the Chiefs will host the Bengals on New Year's Eve as well. And the Wembley Stadium is going to be week four, Atlanta Versus Jacksonville, and then back-to-back week, Jacksonville will stay there and play the Bills while, oh, excuse me, that's Wembley, and then another stadium in London, and then the Ravens will play the Titans in week six in that, state, in that second stadium, and the Dolphins play the Chiefs in Frankfurt, and the Colts play the Patriots as well week 10. And WU West Virginia men's basketball is going to retain Bob Higgins despite anti-gay slurs. Again, whatever they want to do. Steelers release Arthur Mallett and Foster Moreau, who we announced when he got a physical with the Saints, that he had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma 
but you receive a good prognosis expected to play this season, sign a three-year $12 million deal with $8 million guaranteed and $3 million additional incentive. So that's good to hear. And Henry Ruggs officially pleaded guilty in what is happening where he's going to serve about 7 to 10 years. As you remember, the drunk driving situation where he killed other people. And that was something that people were looking at to see if he was actually going to do it or not. And that, you know, he go to prison like he deserves to be, and that is what it is. And also, once again, congratulations to Justin Fields from graduating from Ohio State with a degree in consumer and financial family services as well. And Jalen Carter is the first rookie to sign a deal with all the other players. And yeah. So obviously he waived his right to a preliminary hearing on Thursday and as I mentioned pleaded guilty. So that's what's up with the Henry Rugg situation. The other entertainment news that piled in before I get to the others is Johnny Depp has joined this cast that's going to have um, Al Pacino in it for Modi. And Barney's World is, is a kid series coming to Cartoon Network and HBO Max. And they officially announced that Fantasy Island has been canceled at Fox. I will say what I what I want to say about this. When the show came out, I thought, why again are you remaking a show? It doesn't need to be a full hour long. Yes, you get all these famous guest stars on the air, and that's cool. But again, gender swapped it to a woman and having the niece. Then they have this woman who who was going to die, but on the island she can't die. And she realized she was lesbian her whole life, but she was just married to a man. Left Her husband left and told the kids she died and she can't leave the island. And the way she talks, she seems like she's got something wrong and she has like a, an issue with speaking. I don't know, whatever it is. And I was like, ooh, okay, it's out in the summer. Fox rarely has things in the summer my whole life. Before, but it's not, outside of stop of networks just only showing reruns in the summer. We know CBS, ABC, and NBC show summer shows, but it's been a few years. But I'm like, okay, this show can be on in the summer. And uh, I got no problem that it's on in the summer because you know what? That's totally cool. But the fact that they like pushed it from last summer to the to to you know, oh, it's gonna be in the fall. Then I'm like, I don't want it in the fall. That takes away from everything else. And then they're like, Well, we're gonna put it on the spring and I was like, That's fine because obviously I said it premiered August tenth, which is the end of the summer, and then they were like, Well, it's so good, let's bring it they renewed it in November. And got a special December one in 2021. And then they're like, well, we're going to have it in the, the late winter, early fall, spring. I was like, that's stupid. But it got canceled. And I was like, it didn't deserve to be on the air in the first place. So you know what? Fox made a smart decision there. That's what I'm getting at. Joel McHale is to host House of Villains for E. Is there again, again, another competition show as well? Now, CW, I don't know what they're doing. They're getting F-Boy Island and F-Girl Island. Okay, that is stupid. Tracy Morgan has been added to the Santa Claus class. That's cool. Tessa Thompson is joining this new movie with other actors. Yeah, with Amy Adams, Paul Rudd, and the thing called The Invite. And Lee Schreiber is going to be in this 
Ghost of Xmas Past. Victoria Justice is going to be with Dylan Maroney in this thing called Sick. Yep, Kate Hudson is going to be in a new project as well. With uh, Elizabeth Moth and this Karia Gerber as well. Called the new we call it Shell. And John Groff is going in this thing called Druno. Henry Cavill and Jake Gyllenhaal and are gonna be in this Scott Ritchie thing. They announced that Yellowstone's officially ending and the Matthew McConaughey spin-off is coming. Ashley Judd is gonna be in this thing called Lazarus. Ryan Philippe and Emil Hirsch is gonna be in Calamali. Robert Patrick's gonna be in the Preacher TV show. Adrian Martinez is gonna be an amateur. And the San Diego TV studio has been bought by the CW parent company. Bakane is going to be in Rivals of the Amazon King. Tom Middleton and Mark Hamill are going to be Life of Shale. Journey Smollett is going to be in Single Order. While Nicolas Cage and Bill Skaskin are going to be Lord of War. Son of a Critch is another program joining the CW, which again, you got stupid Live Golf NASCAR series and these F Boy Islands and this other thing. I don't know what CW is doing, okay? They announced that Walker Texas Ranger remake with Pedalecki of Supernatural with they're like in love with these guys. So they're like, the show was so popular first year when it debuted because that Pedalecki and they got to renew it. But they're like, you know what? They literally decided that that was going to be the, they, they, that the show was renewed. And I felt like that the Walker show is average. It wasn't horrible and it wasn't bad. Had a lot of good actors in the show, like Kobe Bell of Third Watch, smart guy, and he was in The Gifted. And then we have... Obviously, Mitch Pelegi of X-Files and Stargate, to name it. Like, he's a good actor. So the show had a great cast, and I, they, they never expected that the, the female lead was going to leave in the middle of season two, and they had to rework her fiancé's character into being a part of the show where it made sense, and then add a new character and all this other stuff that I'm not surprised that they just want to say, give Pedalecki a respectful goodbye with the show. But what they're not doing is they're not giving a respectful goodbye to Walker Independence. I have yet to watch the last couple episodes of the season as it was something that was recorded at my parents' house and I didn't have it here, but they announced that Walker Independence was going to be canceled. I thought that based on how much they liked the Supernatural brother, they would keep Walker and Walker Independence and the, uh, they still haven't yet announced the Winchesters, but still. For right now, if they're, Walker Independence, I felt was like the weaker one out of the two prequels because there's a lot of characters and all this drama and things that I couldn't figure out exactly what you know they were talking to be and i forgot to say theo james is going to be in this thing called monkey if i didn't say that and um justin Theroux is going to be in the beetlejuice pedro pascal is going to be a weapon taco carlson is going to go to twitter and um but yeah so with the walker thing i'm just like okay cool That's where I thought that show would be renewed because they liked it so much. But it was a little bit boring sometimes, even though the Matt Barr, whatever his name is, who I liked on Blood and Treasure, they literally killed his character off in season one of Walker so that he could be eventually on the show that they wanted to make a spinoff. So it's like, what are you going to do? You can't bring him back from the dead, but, you know, it is what it is. So I'm not surprised they canceled it and they brought the other one back. What I'm more curious is what's happening with Gotham Knights, which is quality, Winchester's, which is quality, and All-American Homecoming, because All-American was obviously renewed. I'm just waiting for them to be like, okay, Kung Fu's canceled. That show sucks. 
I'm waiting for them to announce that next year will be the final year or they're going to bring back Superman and Lois because literally all the other superhero shows are gone. That's the problem there. Now, Fox announced, as I mentioned, Fantasy Island was canceled, and I'm, and I'm okay with that. I wasn't okay last week when they canceled The Resident, so I'm not really okay with them canceling Call Me Cat. But I wanted to say this. Fox is coming out with this thing called Stars on Mark. Natasha Laguerre, Ariel Winter, Lance Armstrong, Adam Rippo and Ronda Rousey, along with Marshawn Lynch, McLovin, Christopher Love and Plass. As I mentioned, Rippon, Rousey, Laguerre, Armstrong, Lance Armstrong, Tom Schwartz, Richard Sherman, Tinche, Portia Williams, Kabuba, whoever that is, Taluya Willis, are going to be on this like Mars reality competition thing. Again, don't get it. There's no point for it. It doesn't help anybody in what's, you know, quality shows on Fox. That's where I'm a little bit confused in what they're doing there. So Fox already canceled The Resident, which is a quality drama medical. But then they're going to add another medical drama and a lifeguard show. They're adding, two, they're planning on adding two different medical dramas to make up for the fact that they canceled the best medical drama that was on TV. Like, that's stupid. Then they're like, well, we're new, Missing People Alert, even though it's one of the worst shows I've ever watched. It was really hard to get through the show. And then the cleaning lady didn't deserve a second season. Now it's got a third season. That's where I'm like... They don't make great decisions. So now, okay, cool. Fantasy Island makes sense. What doesn't make any sense is the them canceling Call Me Cat. Yes, season one was the best season, and season two and season three weren't that great. And there's really not much you can do if Cat and Max are not together because they literally were like, oh, I'm dating. I can't go out with you. Oh, I'm dating. I can't go out with you. And then they really do it. My suggestion would be a spinoff of Carter, you know, you know, with Kyla Pratt and her boyfriend, and that would be something. But it was really hard to move on and continue the quality of comedy in that show without Leslie Jordan. So that, you know, is where I, you know, understand. So Fox is like, whatever. So the good news is Fox renewed Animal Control. And I could talk more about that next week, and I could talk about some other TV decisions. But the biggest thing I wanted to get to before ending this was, first I'll say rest in peace to everyone who passed away. Happy trails to everyone who retired. Get better to anyone who I mentioned is battling illness or whatever, whatever the case is. And uh, as always, on the radars, anywhere you get your podcast, Google, Apple, or Spotify, on the radar, Tam blog, on Facebook, on the radar, media.com is the website. Radar 442 at Instagram and Snapchat and Blogger and Twitter, on the radar, the YouTube channel where you get baseball observations and movie review. And again, Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get it. And so, yes, let me get to this. So they announced in the last week that SWAT was canceled due to a issue with how much it costs money. And I thought, that is stupid. That show was the most, one of the most popular shows. When a show was on, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, and then it keeps going back and forth between Friday and Sunday, it's hard to get an audience. But somehow, it had a amazing audience despite moving, like, three to four nights a week, and there's only, like, only... You know, a certain amount of only like six, five or six days you can really put on scripted shows. So when they canceled it, I was pissed. I was tweeting. I was writing messages, you know, complaining. I'm like, are you kidding me? And, of course, the lead star, Shamar Moore, complained how stupid it was. He, like, tore a new one to CBS. They're going to rue the day that they get rid of us. And it's obviously because of money, but it's also does CBS own the full rights to it because sometimes these shows are owned by another company or their own like partial rights, and it says CBS and Sony were battling over it, and it was all this money, and then there's going to be a final season, and it's going to be a shortened season, so I'm happy that SWAT is back, it's literally my favorite show on CBS, when it debuted, I was like, you know what, I really like this show, I love FBI, but the other two FBI shows have had 
back and forth if I like them or really not. I obviously really like Fire Country, so help me Todd and East New York, the three new shows on CBS. But SWAT will always be my favorite show no matter what time it's on during the week. And I'm glad it's coming back. But there's casualties involved with East New York officially being canceled and True Lies being canceled. I'm okay with True Lies being canceled because it's a really dumb idea to recreate a movie. And then it's so unrealistic, not possible. It's really dumb and stupid. The characters don't have any development. Some of the people are not really leads. Like, Yeah, so that show could be a casualty is all I'm saying. But no one asked for a female-driven Matlock show and a good wife. Another version of a show. Like, no one needs that. Isn't the good fight on CBS's Paramount Plus? You could just put that new show on CBS. And you could put the stupid Matlock on CBS. Because Kathy Bates is an amazing actress. But I don't need to see her being Matlock chasing down bad guys. And it's, it's the same thing with Equalizer. I like Queen Latifah, but I don't need it to be on regular CBS. So if those shows are on CBS and that's what, that it made it really stupid. And now East New York is canceled. Like, what are you doing? Again, thanks for listening to another show of On the Radar. As always, we talked about local and national sports as well. And um, as always, just download the podcast, subscribe, and rate. This was episode 190. See you guys next.